Blessings and welcome to It's All We Can Eat, feasting on the fruit of the spirit here on my podcast, as well as in my ebook series. My hope and prayer is that with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to assist you in discovering and dining on the various expressions of God's love, better known as the fruit of the spirit. I'm confident that in addition to the podcast, as you pray, have personal Bible study and continued conversation with the Holy Spirit, you'll come away with a better understanding of how to find refreshment and how to get refueled by the fruit of the Spirit. So grab your notebooks or journals, a pen, your Bible if it's nearby, and let's discover some nutritious nuggets or some sweet slices from God's Word. Please feel free to email me any questions or prayer requests at warringglobalpublishing at yahoo.com or you can leave me a voice message here on the podcast also please 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 share the podcast someone you know could use the encouragement even if they haven't told you so also i really appreciate you investing 15 to 20 minutes of your time today by listening to my podcast So I'll respect your investment of time by not reviewing all of last week's episode. Instead, I'll just remind you of the three key principles or what I like to call slices. And as stated earlier, I'm sure that as you pray, study, meditate on the Bible verses and have further conversations with the Holy Spirit, uh, you'll get a greater revelation and another level of nutritional value. However, here are the three principles or slices produced from my personal study that I shared last week. Number one, in order to flourish or be fruitful, we must maintain unbroken fellowship with the Lord, the true vine. This means that we must continue to be present with him and in him, live our lives intimately joined to his life. Number two, We can't hide behind the leaves or among the trees like Adam and Eve did. Let's live in the light where we'll be lifted up, washed, and loved. Let's stay in a place of expectancy. Number three, the recipe for remaining in him is reciprocity. In other words, in order to live our real life, a life of relevance, Reciprocation is a requirement. And that means live in him. We have to abide, dwell, or remain in him. And he will live in us. He'll dwell in us. He'll abide in us. He'll remain in us. That's a law of reciprocity. And the extra slice, if we lay before him in his presence, in that place of expectancy and intimacy, and if we allow him to, he'll lift us up and wash away whatever's preventing our growth and fruitfulness. Now, please meet me in the next segment for some fresh insight. As you noticed, today's title is Virtue is in the Vine. And the scripture reference is John 15, 5, which reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing.
that's the Amplified Classic. Uh, the Passion Translation reads, I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Wow. In chapter five of my ebook, and in the last ep episode of the podcast, I had commented about how if we're going to live our real life and life of relevance, reciprocation is required. And today I'm going to reach deeper into this reality to recover and review the rich rewards of remaining vitally attached to our source and our redeemer. Now, when I had looked back in chapter five, um, to reread the Lord's command in John 15, 4, it had kind of caught me off guard at first glance. He had said, basically, abide in me, dwell in me, live in me, remain in me. It doesn't matter what version you view um, this verse from. They all indicate that this was a divine imperative. And in all honesty, <laughs> My response was probably like Peter's would have been, um, but instead of blurting it out, I just mumbled under my breath while looking at my laptop. But how do we do that? Now, because I speak audibly to the Holy Spirit often, and because he already knows what I'm thinking before I say it or ask it, he answered the question that I was thinking before the words even came out of my mouth. And because this happens so often, I can honestly tell you that I, I think I know how David felt and what he meant um, when he had wrote, um, and you understand my every thought before I even before it enters my mind. Uh, and you know all the words that I'm thinking about before I speak them. Actually, you know, I don't think I give that scripture justice. So let me just read it for you. Um, it's found in Psalm 139, uh, verses 1 through 4. Now, I'm going to read it from uh, the, the Passion Translation, just for clarity's sake. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, every movement of my heart and soul, excuse me. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. And you read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. Wow, that's deep. Yes, that's just how intimately the Lord knows us. Now, um, getting back to um, John 15, 5, you know, I had tempted to start off with a, kind of a, a see what had happened was, <laughs> but I knew that that wasn't going to get me anywhere. Um, but seriously, uh, what I was thinking when I had read John 15, 5 was, why did he, why did he tell them and basically and us um, to make the first move? That's how I saw it. I saw it as he was, he wanted us to make the first move and then he, he would by saying, abide in me and I'll abide in you. You see, I'm spoiled. I'll admit it. And I'm used to the Prince of Peace being proactive. And so my thought was, why was he requiring our initial move in order for him to respond? Yet, before my thoughts manifested in the speech, the Holy Spirit's response was, 
we love him because he first loved us. You see, the Holy Spirit was reminding me of what's written in 1 John 4, 19. And so I was like, oh, I got it. All I could do was shout for joy as I clapped my hands. And then I said, that's it. You see, I was looking at it all wrong. It wasn't like the Lord was saying to us, give me your life, live in me first, and then I'll give you my life. I'll live in you. It was more like, I've already ransomed you. I've already given my life for you. Now give me your life back and I'll give you a better life, a fruitful life, a productive life. And for uh, scripture references, you can look up uh, Galatians 4.4 4 and 1 Timothy 2.6. Somehow I had forgotten that before I was born, he had already made the first move. So now it was and it always will be my move. You know, the move is to simply dwell, to remain vitally attached to the true vine. And my living in him is the reciprocity or the response to him giving his life for me before I even had life. You know, before our natural parents had given us a name, he had already redeemed us and given us a name. You know, even at the end of Isaiah 43, 1, it reads, I have called you by your name. You are mine. Now, since we're redeemed, he wants us to remain in him so that we can receive the nourishment that we need to flourish. We need his spiritual sap. What I mean by that is it's what the apostle Paul wrote in Romans eleven seventeen, and just a portion of it reads, to share the richness of the root and sap of the olive tree. That's that, that richness can only be found in him, that richness that's going to cause us to reproduce and to be fruitful as he's commanded us to do. It's only going to come as a result of remaining in him. So, here are some key principles or slices that I got from this. Number one, apart from him, we are fruitless and powerless. Number two, God has already made the first move by giving us everything that we need to do what he is calling us to do. Now it's our move. So let's bust the move. Number three, our first move isn't really a move at all. You see, before we can do anything, we must first make sure that we are dwelling or remaining in him. And the extra slice. As we remain in him, we receive the nourishment or the rich sap so that we can not only be fruitful or productive, but that we can also reproduce. That's it. It's all we can eat, family. Let's remain vitally attached to the true vine. Now, again, please feel free to email me any questions or prayer requests at warringglobalpublishing at yahoo.com, or you can leave a voice message for me here on the podcast. If you'd like a copy of my ebook series uh, or additional information, visit my website, warringglobalpublishing.com. And also, Please, please, please share the podcast. 
Again, someone you know could use the encouragement even if they haven't told you so. God bless you and have a productive day.